Thank you for all those who read to us. Um, So we heard the story from Luke's Gospel this morning. Well, over the the last two weeks um, here at Hillcrest, we have been looking at Mary's song and Zechariah's song, which both look forward to the birth of our Saviour. And today we are celebrating Jesus' birth, as we've heard in the readings. Um, And we're going to look at the angel's song, which is Luke 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth on whom his favor rests. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. Imagine for a moment... Imagine being in an open field at night. You look up at the night sky, and you can see the Southern Cross and Orion's Belt. The sky is clear and lit up brilliantly by the stars, and so peaceful. You slowly walk among your sheep, looking out for new lambs that might need your help. Lambing season has just begun. The nights are starting to get warmer now that it's spring. Then suddenly, a person appears in front of you, as clear as if it were day. You look around to find your fellow shepherds and see that they too are awestruck, their eyes fixed on the visitor. Who is this? You listen in awe as he tells you about the Jewish Messiah, born tonight. Could it be true? You've waited hundreds of years for this. And then the sky becomes alive with beings that you you don't know how to describe. Heavenly is the only word that comes close. Together, this heavenly host praises God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine the majestic sound? This resounding chorus of praise. Although this is often called the angel's song, and we sing about that in all our Christmas carols, it's not actually clear whether angels sang or not, but one can imagine that this great company of heavenly hosts would have been quite impressive, singing glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. This morning, I want to focus on the phrase peace on earth, peace on earth. What sort of peace were these angels talking about? The dictionary has quite a few different definitions of peace. The first is freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Christmas isn't usually a very peaceful time in our Western culture, according to this definition. I know the shops are busy, the roads are busy, Christmas music fills the shopping malls, there are numerous sales all trying to convince you to buy the latest trinket for your loved ones. I personally don't enjoy shopping this time of year. (laughs) But Christmas is also a busy time with Christmas parties, meeting up with various friend groups and families, scheduling time to see each group can be chaotic, especially when travel is involved. Last weekend, I had four Christmas parties, and nowadays, seeing all of my cousins means having about 15 children running around. Chaotic and wonderful, but not very peaceful. In this season, it can be challenging to find a moment of peace. In the story of Jesus, there's also not much that one would consider tranquil or free from disturbance. 
Mary and Joseph travel to Bethlehem, probably among a great crowd of people also walking the same way. And Bethlehem is so busy that there's no guest room available for them. And anyone who's witnessed a birth will know that that's not exactly peaceful either. The shepherds may have been having a peaceful night until the angel's interruption, a brilliant and majestic interruption and proclaiming peace, but I'm not sure that it meets our definition of peaceful. A second definition of peace is a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. At the time that Jesus was born, the Roman Empire claimed to have brought peace on earth. They called it Pax Romana, the Roman peace, (laughs) and Augustus was its self-proclaimed inaugurator. However, this Pax Romana was gained through military force by violent means. The Romans had taken over many lands, claiming to bring peace when really it was a little bit of an illusion. They just kept control through bloodshed. The so-called world peace was guaranteed by the might of the Roman legions. And many Jews resented Rome for this. The Romans were occupying the Jews' land. They had committed a grievous offense against the things the Jews held sacred and placed a huge tax burden on the Jews. For them, the Pax Romana was anything but peaceful. Many Jews were hoping for a Messiah who would overthrow the Roman Empire and bring true world peace. And Luke indeed writes about a Messiah being like Augustus in many ways, but with some important contrasts, because the peace that Jesus brought was not the sort of peace that was peace from wars. Well, let's look at a few of these parallels between Augustus and Jesus. Firstly, the angel tells the shepherds in verse 11, 2 verse 11 of Luke's gospel, that a saviour has been born. Now this word saviour was a term used for emperors, some gods, and peoples who were active in the world's affairs, such as philosophers and generals. These people contributed to saving the world. Augustus was celebrated as a divine saviour. Jesus was also going to be a saviour, a doer of good, though we don't yet know what form of good that will take. The angel also calls Jesus the Lord. In Roman society, Lord denotes superior rank. It was used by slave for masters, wives and children for their husbands and father, lower born for nobility, and everyone for God. Augustus was a Lord, but Jesus was the Lord. Augustus was king over the Roman Empire, but Jesus was going to be king of kings. We start seeing this parody that Luke is trying to write. When the angel appears to Mary in Luke 1, he calls Jesus the son of God. And this too is a bit of a parody, since poets called Augustus son of God, one who will once again establish the golden age. Augustus was considered divine, not able to be touched by man. But Jesus was truly divine and also truly man. So Augustus was hailed as Lord and Savior by Senate decree. But Jesus was acclaimed Lord Christ, Savior of the world, by angels at his birth. While Augustus was proclaimed Lord to the masses and enabled the rich to have a good life, Jesus was proclaimed Lord to shepherds, considered among the lowliest of society, 
and he promised peace to the poor. At the time of Luke's writing, the rabbis had actually placed a ban on the shepherds, barring them from testifying in court. They were the outcasts, along with the lepers and the tax collectors, the people that no one wanted to be around. The equivalent in our day might be a homeless person or a street cleaner. These were the people that the angels went and told about Messiah's birth. And then these were the people that went and spread the angel's message, telling people about Jesus. I wonder, would you have believed them? But the fact that these were the first people that the angels told about Jesus' birth tells us about the type of king that Jesus was to become. He came for everyone, including the poor and the lowly of society. So while Augustus issued in this Pax Romana, this golden age of Roman peace, a false peace, a ruse sought to exalt him as a military hero, Jesus, in contrast, brings Pax Day, the peace of God, not a worldly peace, but rather a spiritual and eternal peace. Not a peace that works for individuals, but a peace where humanity works together for the greater good. Not a peace gained from taking and dictating, but a peace from serving. In Philippians 4 verse 7, Paul calls the peace of God a peace that transcends all understanding. It is not a peace that fits our dictionary definitions, but a peace that comes when we are free from the slavery of sin. As Isaiah prophesied, as Janice read out for us earlier, Jesus became our Prince of Peace. And that he gained for us peace, life, and salvation through his obedience and death on the cross that is available for all. This was the peace that the angels were talking about. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. Once the shepherds had found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger... They were convinced enough that it was as the angel said, and they went to spread the word about Jesus. They probably didn't stay too long at the manger because this message was worth spreading. We today live in a world which needs the peace of God. We're living in a time of chaos and unrest, fear and anger. We live in a country where people are choosing death over life. We live in a country where families are struggling to feed their children. It's not too different from the world that Jesus was born into. So how are you engaging in peace this Christmas? How will you bring the peace of God to your family celebrations? There is a world that needs to hear the hope of Christ. So we're going to finish our time this morning by praising God together and singing joy to the world. But I first want to read Psalm 98 to you, which is um, the psalm that inspired the song of joy to the world. And this is my prayer for us this morning, that we would sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with a harp, 
with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. So come, let's sing together, joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. <laughs> 